Welcome to the RICO 12 Shares Podcast. This is an open to all addictions and afflictions sharing meeting. If you would like to record a share or a recovery prayer for RICO 12 Shares, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash shares and follow the links there or click on the link in the show notes. RICO 12 Shares is not a dumping ground for problems, nor is it a place for storytelling. RICO 12 Shares is not a place for crosstalk or contacting others. RICO 12 Shares is not a place to promote or proselytize any products, services, or specific religions. RICO 12 Shares is a place to share and hear the solution, your experience, strength, and hope. RICO 12 Shares is a short shares-only meeting closed out with a recovery prayer that is recorded by any one of our participants or audience members. The RICO 12 family of recovery services is supported by participants and listeners. To become a supporter, what we call a RICO 12 spearhead, please go to www.rico12.com forward slash support or click on the link in the show notes. It is now time to share. RICO 12 shares. Okay, so this is part three of a three-part series uh, looking over 6263 in the big book. And we just touched on uh, page 63. Now we're at um, the end of We Were Reborn. That's the first paragraph, right? And if you're reborn, that means that the old character has died. Now we're new creation. The inventory that we're going to do is actually for an entirely different person, which is one of the reasons why people come to me and ask, you know, it's so hard. It's so tough. How can I do this fourth step? And I say, well, if you did your third step clearly and properly, then in reality, you should be a different person overlooking the the fourth step stuff. And it shouldn't be as painful as one would make it. Anyway, it's something to look at if you're struggling with your own fourth step. So it says, now we were at step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, again, that line, as we understood him, does not mean I will understand the totality of the almighty, all the ins and outs of what God did, the big bang. Why, uh, you know, why planes fall out of the sky or, you know, why I'm an alcoholic? I'm not going to understand that. But I do understand the relationships, the four that have been given, our director, our principal, father, at the top of page 63, employer. Okay, so now we're going to say something amazing. God, I offer myself to thee. Now, the first word that leaps out is God. Okay, now, when, when we say that, that's the first time I'm calling out to an entity beyond me for help. I thought that I could run everything, do everything. I was taught by my parents to go ahead and, you know, be the man, have a better resume, have more clever lines with the girls, whatever it is. But now I'm calling out to something outside of me. God, I offer myself to thee. And if you break that word myself into two parts, what I'm actually offering is myself, right? The thing that blocks me from God, my, my ego, my thoughts, opinions, and attitudes that I've become a slave to. I'm offering those up to God. To build with me and to do with me as thou wilt, right? To build with me means he's going to ask me to do stuff. To do with me is things that are going to happen to me. To build with me could be things like to build marriage, to build a business, to um, build relationships with my friends, family, etc. And to do with me could be things that are happening to me against my will. Let's say like COVID, right? It happened to the world. I wasn't anticipating it. I had nothing to do with with it happening. Just, you know, came upon us. And all the things that happened as a result, um, you know, the restrictions and and the the lockdowns, etc. Those are things that happened to me. Okay, and that all is coming from reality. Believe me, the bondage of self. Right now, I always thought being uh, self was was a beautiful thing, and I wanted to be more of me. I 
be more self-expressive, tell you who I am, right? And, and, you know, I still have a sense of self today, but now I realize that part of it is bondage, right? Being a slave to my thoughts, opinions, and attitudes about the way things should be are the things that get me angry, bent out of shape. Make me look at you and say, you're getting too much of the pizza, right? And, and for that, I am upset, okay? If there are eight people and, and only eight slices, I want to make sure that everybody gets one or I get two. Okay, that's the, I want to make sure that everything works out in my favor. That's bondage yourself, that I may better do that well, right? So it tells me exactly why I want to be really the bondage yourself, to be, you know, to, to do, uh, to better do that well. Take away my difficulties, right? Why? That victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And that allows me to be a better agent for God and to carry his message. And you'll see um, thy power goes back on the page before, talking about, a principal business owner that gives me license to act on its accord. Then you have thy love um, goes with father. Right, your father gives love. Thy way of life is a director, telling me how to do things. May I do thy will always. Right, that's the end of the prayer. And you know we we say it, we mean it, but we're not always successful in doing it. That's where um, progress and our perfection comes in. I really do try. We thought well before taking the step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves to him. And, Rico 12 shares. Hey everyone, my name is Aura, and I am also a daughter of an all powerful, all loving God. My home group is Marijuana Anonymous, or the High Group that meets on Tuesdays. And I am definitely grateful to be part of the Spiritual Gangsters, um, which is just blowing my mind. So I'm here to talk about sustainable joy. You know, part of my name. Uh, means joy. And uh, before coming to this program, my moments of joy were few and far between. They never lasted. And only through picking up the drug of my choice could I really sustain these moments. But it was never lasting. It always failed me. It was what I told today to a sponsor. It was a cul-de-sac. It was a dead end. I never saw a way through. There was nothing happy, joyous, and free. So I'm coming here to talk to you about this sustainable joy that happens when we join this program. What used to be the hunch of the, or the occasional inspiration, as it tells me on page 87 of the big book, it gradually becomes a working part of my mind. See, when I let go of my past experience, when I become open-minded, the promises of this program say that joy is now going to be sustainable. And that joy flows over to all those that we're in contact with. This is not just joy for us. It does, it does fill us, but it also makes us, you know, back a part of like the flow of life, life on life's terms, helpful to our family members, our coworkers, whoever we come in contact with. There is a light and a joy. And so it's something that I have to ask myself every day. Am I within the sustainable joy? Am I letting go of my experiences and making a conscious contact with God? See, when I let go of this occasional, uh, you know, what used to be occasional intuitive act, see, my thoughts are placed in a higher plane. And I think sustainable joy is about a continuum, you know, going outside of time. It's a continuum where I'm just constantly helpful. I'm working for a higher power. And so what used to be just inspiration sporadically now becomes a real part of my day-to-day process. And this starts every day on Awakening. I love reading on Awakening 86 through 88 in the big book. And when I consider my plans ahead for the day, I know that 
you know, it might not go, it not, might not go to my plans. It might just be, you know, the plans of my higher power. It usually is. But because the promises here say that I am now divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives, I have a chance at this sustainable joy. I'm able to then relax and take it easy. I don't struggle as I used to. I was just talking to some someone else about suffering. You know, I've just experienced such a decrease in what I would call the suffering of my past. I, I expect a miracle here in this program. And Miracles have happened, and being in these rooms has been a miracle. And when I'm living with sustainable joy, I'm able to also see where I may have made mistakes, and then I can set those right. And using joy really comes from that. See, it's joy, healing, joy. I'm running all of this praise, misery, and despair. So I think this promise and these promises of these of this program specifically in my life has made it long-lasting. It's just made it so uh, like perfect. I resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance. See, that joy just is a breeding ground for this love and tolerance that I always sought from others, and now I can be an example of that. Thank you so much. Rico 12 shares. Hi, my name's Al, and I'm a recovering sexaholic. My sobriety date is July 16th of 2023. I am two weeks sober. And as I think about where I'm at in my in my recovery journey and stepping back up on that recovery road that I felt like I was on. I remember God's promise to me when I was doing the seventh step and he came into my heart and said, Al, there is nothing you will face that you and I can't handle together. Nothing. I felt him with me at that time and I knew that it was a miracle. And um, my relapse doesn't negate that promise, doesn't take it away. And it's up to me to believe God to trust him, to step back on that recovery road, and to know that he is with me, walking with me every step of the way and enabling me in my recovery. Uh, my part is to, is to believe him. And that's what makes it a miracle. My name's Al, and I'll pass. Rico 12 shares. Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, this is Ethan. I am an addict to sex and to lust. My life is unmanageable, and I am powerless over my addiction. There's been a recent experience in my life in which the 12 steps have helped me, how living the 12 steps have carried me through. To spare you of, of the details, and in short, uh, let's just say I'm going through a, a faith crisis. I was raised in a church, a wonderful church, that had a set of beliefs that was very strict and, you know, dogmatic and uh, orthodox, and I believed those. And uh, recently I've learned some things that have challenged those beliefs, and I've questioned those beliefs. And those are very central to, to our religion and to our, to our faith, and it was like 
a lot of the things I identified with, a lot of the things I built my life upon had, um, in essence, crumbled within, you know, a very short amount of time. It's, I had to reorient myself, like, you know, what do I actually believe? And it's, it's been very, very hard. Um, many tears, a lot of angst, um, conversations, prayers. However, I haven't fallen too far or too hard. And let me tell you why. About five years ago, four or five years ago, I started really taking my step 11 seriously. A friend of mine in recovery had recommended a practice called two-way prayer. And I, I tried it out. And two-way prayer has been a very, very important part of my recovery of having that conscious contact with God. As part of that in my morning routine, I strive to work my step three where I surrender myself or give myself to the care of God. In step two, I have, in essence, redefined who God was for me. And my God, the God of my understanding, is, is all-powerful and all-present and all-loving. And then I've also been working, striving to work step six and seven, where I become ready to have God remove my, my defects of character. And then I pray to him to, to remove these character defects of mine. So what am I trying to say here? Well, yes, I am going through a faith crisis, as it were, in terms of maybe dogmatic beliefs. Underneath all of it, there's still God. God has been there the entire time. He's been there in my recovery. In my religion, I got an idea of who God was, but it wasn't until I found recovery that I truly knew. It went from a theory to practice, to actual reality, to a living reality. And he's carried me through. He, is, he has carried me through my, my recovery. And day by day, I surrender, dedicate, commit myself to him, and I have conscious contact with him throughout the day. And so, yes, while this house of cards has tumbled down in some regards, underneath it all, there's still a firm foundation. And that foundation is my God, the practices of my recovery, uh, because in those I find peace, I find strength. And I have over nine years of sobriety because, because of those practices. So anyway, these 12 steps have really helped me and grounded me. And I haven't fallen like I thought I would have. I still have a strong and sturdy foundation, and that's not going anywhere. So I hope this could be of use to someone. Um, it was helpful to me to talk this out. Thank you so much for giving me this forum amongst other fellow um, addicts and those in recovery. Thank you so much. My name is Ethan, and I will pass. It is now time to close the RICO 12 Shares meeting. If you wish to share some of your recent experience, strength, and hope, or have insights that you've gained from other speakers or other meetings, please follow the links in the show notes to our website and submit a recorded share there. You can also become a RICO 12 spearhead and financially support these projects by clicking on the support link in the show notes. Thanks. We will now launch off into the rest of our day with a prayer. Inscribed on the wall of Mother Teresa's children's home in Calcutta is the following. People are often unreasonable, illogical, and self-centered. Forgive them anyway. If you are kind, people may accuse you of selfish ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. If you're successful, you will win some false friends and some true enemies. Succeed anyway. If you are honest and frank, people may cheat you 
be honest and frank anyway. What you spend years building, someone could destroy overnight. Build anyway. If you find serenity and happiness, they may be jealous. Be happy anyway. The good you do today, people will often forget tomorrow. Do good anyway. Give the world the best you have, and it may never be enough. Give the world the best you've got anyway. You see, in the final analysis, it's between you and your God. It was never between you and them anyway. Keep coming back. It works when you work it. So work it. You are worth it.